This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. In this episode, we have Ben Jagger, VP EMEA at Moloco. Ben, welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. Hi, Art. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Terrific, Ben. Thank you for coming. Okay. First things first. Um, first party data. Spoiler alert. Uh, we aren't going to be talking about the data you can collect from your first party in college or your political affiliation. No. Today, the topic on the table is how the mobile advertising industry is switching to using data about mobile app users collected internally, how the industry is moving away from relying on mobile user data providers, and to tell us about it, we have Ben from Malaco. But first, Dan, to start off this conversation, please tell us about your background, tell us about yourself. Um, I'm... Uh, my my career background is that I've been for the past 10 years in the mobile app marketing space. It started in 2011 uh, at a company that was called SponsorPay at the time. It eventually renamed as Fiber um, and is now part of Digital Turbine, DT. Um, and then later on, I'm, I'm to AppsFlyer, where I set up the Berlin office. That's where you saw me um, on stage a couple of times uh, speaking. Um, and now for the past uh, six months, I've been uh, fortunate enough to, to be allowed to join Moloko, uh, which is, um, maybe this is the time also to introduce Mo who Moloko yeah, is. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so um, Moloko is a machine learning company founded by uh, some machine learning engineers from Google uh, 10 years ago, or roughly 10 years ago. Um, and it took them a while to figure out what to do in the machine learning space. And they settled on an area where there's a lot of data availability uh, and created, as it happens, the fastest growing um, mobile app performance DSPs and in the world, uh, which is currently our um, flagship product. And mm -hmm. we have other products um, that are using machine learning technology and infrastructure uh, to drive business growth. The app industry is vast. To navigate this space, you need a directory to look up suppliers and partners, and you need to know who are the best. Visit our marketplace directory at businessofapps.com slash marketplace slash podcast. And now back to the show. There's there's one question that I've been dying to ask for a while because I've heard the company name a few years ago. And to this day, I have no idea why Moloko. Because that's yeah, a great question. It means milk in mm -hmm. Russia. Is that what you Yeah, exactly. Question? This is what I'm going to lead this question to because hence you're not in a dairy business as far as I know. So why Moloko? Yeah, um, I like it. Uh, so, so uh, the, Moloko was MLC. 
it was a machine mm -hmm. learning company um, beforehand, and then they added the O's to make it pronounceable. That's the story that I heard. Um, and um, the fact that it's also milk in Russian, I'm not sure we can if we can read something into that. Maybe we can uh, at the end can think about how this. Uh, yeah, it could be a nice analogy. That's interesting to like tra transition to expand the mm -hmm. acronym that way. Um, to, to my knowledge, it's the first time I can he I hear this. Somebody, somebody's brand name was developed this way. That's cute. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, what's the definition of third-party data? The topic of our conversation today why this notion is so popular and being mentioned discussed so much yeah I, so the reason why it's being discussed is that they've we we've entered a period of uh focus on privacy user privacy um and this period has started with regulations such as gdpr but also platform uh, rules and regulations and enforcements, uh, particularly Apple with um, the ATT framework. Um, and what, what this means is that uh, data has become, um, yeah, I, I think more regulated and the control over data has been um has been pushed uh, to to the end user um and now what that what that also means is that practices that have been uh going on in the past where data was freely uh, available and shared from one party to the other this mm -hmm. has all of a sudden um has has been threatened or to some extent has come to a halt um and and that's why we're talking about this, and that's why it's so important um, to be aware how how data is is being managed and uh, how to make use of data, and 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 essentially uh, as a as a business, I I do tend to have user data, first party user data that I'm. Uh, that I that I need to have in order to provide my service, um, yeah. and therefore I'm I'm able to use this type of data, and that that's that's the first party data. However, I'm not allowed to share this anymore without user consent, which most likely I'm not getting. Um, and this is why we we we're talking about first party data a lot these days. So. Do you think we're reaching the point where advertising using third-party data see the same ad campaign efficiency they had when they relied on third-party data, or there's a still long way to go? I think that in the app marketing um, space, the reliance on third-party data isn't really uh, the, the key factor. I think uh, when it comes to the use of first-party data from an advertiser perspective, I do believe that 
it's the, the efficiency that, that we are creating is uh, derived from our ability to apply machine learning um, to that data. Um, and I think when it comes to uh, mon the monetization side, the sell side, I think there there's a, a need for publishers to make more use of their first party data. So on the advertising side, I felt I feel like first party data was always being used via MMPs passed back to um, the traffic sources for them to then optimize and, and, and make use of that. However, on the publisher monetization side, the use of first party data um, is not efficiently used yet. And I think that will be an area where we will see improvements um, further down the line. Uh, I'm thinking about contextual data that will be added to bid requests and the likes. So I, I, I do think that we have some uh, room still to grow. Got it. Now, I'm going to use this word that uh, I think uh, every listener on the show have heard so many times lately, which is chat GPT. Obviously, a lot of articles, interviews, discussions on Twitter are happening right now to assess its potential for generating content on the side of a, creating a marketing copy for an app, analyzing reviews for an application. Um, a lot of uh, potential uh, can be seen there and many companies are jumping on the bandwagon right now, providing new tools, developing solutions and um, like trying to be first um, in this race. What about the mobile advertising side, uh, chat GPT analytical capabilities on that frontier? And I'm sure you guys in Morocco having a big expertise in AI should know one or two things about it. Yeah. Yes. I, I think what, what is interesting um, is the, the underlying technology and, and the revolution of, of using advanced AI and, and different models. So, so um, ChatGPT is based on the transformer model. Um, and this is a type of model for, which is very powerful for large language models that uh, enables very strong predictions when it comes to sequencing. So in, a, in, in other words, what comes, what is the next word? If somebody has written one word and then the other, what should be the next word? And so you need to think about what are, what are applications or what, what are use cases for, for sequences and, and where, where, where these transformer models could be applied um, elsewhere. And we are thinking about it um, when it comes to user behavior um in in for example uh, retail apps or in gaming apps so a user has done uh x and y and then this model will be very good at predicting what the next um step will be and and so once you once you think about that then all of a sudden uh, you can you can better predict with 
less data, you will be able to you will predict the future. Uh, and if you look at large data sets, you will mm -hmm. uh, be able to predict things like return on ad spend much better um, given these type of technologies and these type of models. Um, so yes, we're, we're we're very familiar, and and this is this is how we are using um, the machine learning and, and this this type of revolutionary technology. Um, but I, I think your question was also asking more about generative AI and how it, how it's being um, used in in advertising, creative production, for example. So you you mentioned tech space, which is uh, Yes, ChatGPT. I heard a, a, a very interesting use case of um, localizing language, even even um, an, an ad copy from uh, British English to uh, North American English, for example. Yeah. And and the nuances um, that 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 ChatGPT, for example, can enable you to uh, write your let's say. Uh, you'd be you were London based, and then you want to write something, and you want to make the ad copy more effective for your uh, U.S. audience. Using ChatGPT is uh, is is one or one use case that I've heard, which I found very interesting, uh, just to see how that has an impact on conversion rates, just by being adding more nuance to language. But obviously, uh, creative production, creative ideation, in terms of visuals um i think mid journey is is uh very powerful and is used by a lot of uh the teams um U ui teams out there uh, at the moment yeah um on top of what you said about the um uh, the general um um the algorithm of how chdpt allows you to predict What's going to come next even you have a limited uh, volume of information about the user leads me to the idea that in the world where we are living with the way high standards from user privacy we can still push the envelope up uh for the efficiency of advertising kind of uh, making everybody happy uh respecting user privacy not collecting more information that it's uh okay with the user and yet be able to generate um, better results and better outcomes, generate more revenue from the advertising campaigns using ChatGPT, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, 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 the idea is um, as data becomes potentially more scarce, how can you do more with less? And I think machine learning is, is has the ability um, to to answer some of that uh, challenge. Uh, obviously, um, I'm saying more with less on an individual basis, but obviously it 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 requires a lot of data in general. Um, yeah. But per user, it could be less uh, data. And I would assume as time goes by um, and more data accumulated specifically from the advertising side, um, fingers crossed that the efficiency will continue to go higher because uh, it's naturally, you know, the progression, the more uh, data will be available for the model to be more efficient. Yes, yes. 
the um i'm less concerned uh about uh driving results for advertisers and more about advertisers ability to actually measure that and whether whether this is um how to accurately um actually measure effectiveness of different uh, activities it's way more important for advertising uh, for advertisers to be able to uh analyze the efficiency what channels are good for spending more what channels are wasting my money uh what is the roi uh all those kpis that are so yeah. you know dear to heart every app marketer um yeah. is chat dpt helpful uh, or ai tech in general helpful for me to be able to measure those kpis better and be prepared for the uh, platform changes um and have a leg up on my competition basically yeah yeah and but i, I think what we are seeing on on the ios side at least is that apple is trying to own more of that um and, and by that i mean the the measurement um aspect and and unfortunately the capabilities of uh scan are, are quite limited still so even in the latest version 4.0 scan 4.0 yeah. we're seeing great improvements but we're nowhere near where where we actually need to be and 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 do what you just described of actually understanding our marketing efforts across um the board in 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 a in a way that is i, I think satisfying absolutely still way to go now uh lately i've started asking this question uh, pretty much every guest on my show uh because when you're on the mobile advertising app or app industry for a number of years, I believe there's always something you can say uh, answering this question, which is this. Uh, ben, what would you like to change about mobile advertising ecosystem the most? Creating a, a level playing field environment where value adds and, and the 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 providers that are delivering real value can actually succeed purely based on 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 their ability to deliver value and what i mean by that is we're, we're currently um operating an environment which is not super transparent and with with uh scan uh things are getting even more murky and it, it gets diff difficult to understand what's happening. And then there's bad actors and fraud is, is uh, on the right and so on. And I think, so what, I'm, what I, I would love uh, an environment where there's uh, no fraud and, and the ability for marketers to truly understand which uh, channels are driving um, the best results for them. But that's, uh, I, th I think we're working towards a world like that, but we're still quite far off it. 
Yeah, that's that's a great wish for improvement for the whole ecosystem. But unfortunately, we're just bumping up towards human nature. As far as people are part of the equation, which they will be for any foreseeable future, there's always this big problem with bad actors. Like every technology, um, I know, starting with fire, um, always had two applications, good and bad ones. So um, even that sophisticated technology, chat DPT, I cannot see to be a silver bullet to fix the problem, but you know it remains to be seen as um, the model will be more more um, sophisticated over time. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, that was the first part of uh, this um, episode, and uh, there's a second one uh, where I always try to paint a picture of my guest for the audience. So people can know um, people who are on this show a little bit better. Here we go. Question number one. Uh, what smartphone do you use now? Um, are you switching between these two giants, iOS and Android, or being a fan of one of these all the time? This is a tricky one because I was a diehard um, Google Pixel user forever. And then... Um, I had a friend who was making fun of me for that fact uh, for the past, I don't know how many years, mm-hmm. 10 years probably. And and then we were in an event together where there was a raffle and one of the prizes, one of the main prizes was an iPhone. And he said, I'll give you my raffle ticket. And if if I win, you're going to get the iPhone, but you must use it. And I was like, yeah, sure thinking that it would never happen. Uh Obviously, he won. And I'm using an iPhone now. And I must tell you, um, it's a great piece of technology. Uh, I can't can't complain too much. There's definitely things that I miss about Android. And I don't miss an opportunity to tell him. But uh, it is is a lot of fun. And I'm I'm grateful, obviously, for for this... uh, for this opportunity to uh, to learn about uh, iOS. Yeah, that, that that's an interesting switch. Um, <laughs> to my knowledge, like uh, on this show, having more than 140 episodes, it's the first time I can hear somebody actually getting on the other side of this fans in this circumstance. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's funny. Involuntarily. <laughs> yeah, by force. Um, now, uh, let's jump back into the past, uh, before smartphone era, can you remember what was your first mobile phone? Uh, it was a Nokia, I think it's 8820 or something like, does that exist? It was this little, it was definitely, uh, it was tiny and battery lasted forever and it was only, it was no color, just, uh, but it had snake as all good uh, Nokia phones and it was uh, big yeah. better a snake Loved or small. <laughs> what else what else do you need? Um okay, uh, back to present. Uh imagine you left your uh, iPhone at home for whatever reason, you're out. Uh what is the most missing feature for you at that point? Hmm. Oh, I'm so addicted to that thing. Um unfortunately. Trying to be much more mindful, so I I I'd hope to we all try be able. <laughs> I'd, I'd hope to be able to not miss it. Um, 
yeah sorry yeah um let's uh let's uh, take a look at a crystal ball um if you think about the iphone right now um and um you go like wouldn't be great if this thing uh, was capable of um specific feature probably not something new but doing it better either hardware software or both what would be that feature for you i'd like to be able to ask it to book my flights and my hotels and and yeah just just get that right like know my exact preference and because i'm i'm traveling a lot these days and mm -hmm. and i feel like um yeah, that it's would gotta be, awesome. be it's gotta be really perfect assistant, um, way smarter uh, Siri than it's right now. Uh, let's see what what's gonna happen once Siri is married with ChatGPT, which remains to be seen. Uh, we'll see this summer what Apple will say about the iOS. That's okay. that's the intriga. Um, very very final question before I let you go. Uh, how can people? get in touch with you and get more information about what you do. Uh, I guess LinkedIn would be a great place uh, to, to get in touch. Um, just my name, Ben Yeager, and I'm there. All right. Terrific. Ben, thank you so much for coming and spending time with us. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Art. It was a pleasure. And that was Ben Eger, Jagger, VP EME at Maloco. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. Remember, we release episodes on Mondays. So subscribe and you will be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave us a review or comment on iTunes. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.